not a Republican or a Democrat. I'm a truthican, and the truth as I see it is that we've been divided in this country by design by people who benefit from that division, and it's not going to turn out well for 99% of us unless we all come together as one human race, realize we have all the power, and tell the establishment to go fuck themselves. Before Trump won, then everybody was like, these election machines are all fucked up. They shouldn't be connected to the internet, and why are there computers inside them when they just got account shit? But then Biden won, and they were like, no, they're fine now. <laughs> You're not smart enough to be my friend. Fuck you. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Truth Again Podcast, episode 43, formerly known as Nonsense. And if you're new to this podcast, we believe that the deep state is real and that the election was rigged and that COVID was basically a big fat lie, at least uh, the most overblown thing in history to uh, to get rid of Trump. And to, uh, we think that Trump came along and the people who were in government were like, we can't keep this guy around because... He's exposing all the ways we've been screwing the American people for generations now, and uh, we can't have that. And so anyway, that's what we believe along those lines. And so we've been talking about it for 43, this is 43 weeks in a row, which we're pretty proud of. Um, mainly today, we'll probably be talking about Trump's latest indictment, where they see he could get uh, 400 years behind bars, which isn't going to happen. They've been trying to uh, throw shit at the guy since he, uh, you know, before he even became president, they were making up shit about him. But, um, you know, they've been saying that he's getting ready to go anyway, go away any day now in some, in some way. And he hasn't so far. And we don't think he's going to, at least we pray that he's not, because if he does, we are all screwed. I think that would be awesome if he was found guilty and had to serve 400 years in jail and then he survived the whole time. <laughs> and they're like, what the fuck is going on? And he's like, oh, you thought that could stop me? I can fucking wait forever. And yeah. then in the year 24, 23, then Trump is president again. <laughs> well, plus... um, you know, it, we you know we kind of went out in left field last week talking about time travel and all that. But what if he did have some kind of access to time travel? And he's just like, all right, I'll take your four hundred years. Uh huh. <laughs> and to him, it's just like I'm gonna take a nap and wake up, and it's gonna be four hundred years later. Yeah. Um, not to mention, I read recently that even if convicted and put behind bars. There's nothing in the Constitution that says that he couldn't still be president, which seems uh, not feasible, but apparently he could still be the president behind bars. I don't know how he would work that out exactly, but supposedly yeah. that's he could that's a thing. He could actually do that. And I don't think he's going to go to prison personally. I do not think that he's going to either, but I've thought a lot of things that ended up being wrong. So uh, I thought that he wasn't going to lose the 2020 election. I thought he was going to win a record number of states. And and maybe he did as far as the the like real record goes. But uh, yeah, I didn't predict most of this shit that's going on. But that's the beauty of the Q stuff is that you can look back at all of it and be like, oh, that's what they meant because it's all just vague enough. It's like horoscope shit, but I still like it. 
and I still uh, am looking forward to the next one. Though Q hasn't posted anything since like November, so who knows what's going on there? It might just be done, or they might just be waiting for the perfect time. Yeah. Um, you know, what I'm learning is that no one really knows, you know, like even the most popular podcasters and the people who seem to have their shit together the most as far as knowing exactly what's going on in all facets, in all facets of everything, you know, like X-22 report, that guy seems like he knows what's going on. Um, and then, you know, he was completely wrong about the election and and some of the more popular people completely went away like have you heard anything from like simon parks you remember who he was i kind of remember that name but yeah that's uh that's one of the things that q has actually hit on before is like anybody who says that they have inside knowledge of any of this shit are lying so like take whatever they say with a grain of salt and anybody who's asking for money and telling you that they know what's going on is a fucking grifter. So don't trust them and don't believe them. And that was like Q put that out, like right around the time that those guys were saying that kind of shit. Like, Oh, I know I like, I've talked to Q like that kind of stuff. And he's like, nobody has talked to us. Like we're, we're a secret group, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of people that, that, that say stuff like certain people have already been put to death and all that shit. And you're like, well, how, how would you know that? You know, I mean, they say it so confidently. There's this one guy on Twitter who's always being like, I forget his Twitter handle or whatever, but he's always like, so-and-so like Michelle Obama, you have been selected to be exposed. Oh, that's a Dom Lucre. Yeah, and but he never really says anything to expose them. And why wouldn't he put, if they're being exposed, why wouldn't he put their Twitter handle on there, which he never does? I mean, so far it's been like Oprah and... Uh, and Tom Hanks. And yeah, I've seen a, a several of those. Every once in a while, he puts out a good, interesting thing. I did see... Uh, I, I don't remember who tweeted it, but someone, I think I saw it yesterday, said, uh, like, all right, like, community notes prove me wrong. And then he said, Michelle Obama is a man. And, like, all of the community notes were just like, this is the lie. But none of them had, like, an article, like, linking to anything proving that, no, she's not. So yeah. I thought that was interesting. But then somebody else pointed out, like, nobody's proving that she is either. So all I want to see is just a picture of her when she's pregnant. That's yeah. that doesn't seem I, like if if I offered you a million dollars for a picture of your wife while she was pregnant, I bet you could find one for me. Yeah, I could find one on my phone probably right now. Right. See, like if if you have a pregnant wife, there's pictures of her pregnant but the fact that they have two kids who both happen to look like the two other people that people always post pictures of that are friends with the obamas and i'm not claiming anything but they do uh, resemble those people more than they resemble the obamas but it's, uh, it's i've read what some people have said that they're pushing all of this uh trans stuff and and you know 
trying to normalize it because they know that the Michelle Obama news is going to come out at some point. But, you know, that could all be bullshit. That's what I like about just being able to say whatever we want to and not have to worry about being kicked off of something. Like, we can fantasize about this shit. We can wonder about it and not get in trouble. And that's why the Constitution was written, you know? I mean, that's not the only reason, but... A lot of it is like we need to be able to say the most crazy bullshit stuff and not have to worry about getting arrested or something. Yeah, I wonder how that even would even work as far as like if those two people are truly their parents and all that. I mean, do they go to the girls at a certain age and be like, all right, these are really your parents? And, you know, it it, it does seem very complicated um, and that those girls would never get drunk and let the wrong thing slip out or. I yeah, but maybe they just have no idea, you know, I who knows. But I think if you're raised in that environment, then then you're taught how to behave from a young age, you know? Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, yeah it is. It is. Uh, it is pretty interesting. I think even Barack Obama's brother, is it his brother who said that, like, yeah, she's a dude and. <laughs> <laughs> who knows i don't know let's we'll talk about uh let's see what's a good video to start with this girl was funny so this you've seen the videos where people hold up pieces of paper that have words on them and then they drop the paper to reveal more words and uh and it spreads you know some kind of a message or whatever so that's what this is and uh it's very touching All right, that's pretty much it. If you're not, if you're just listening, it was just a girl holding up a sign that said, just because I voted for Biden doesn't mean I'm stupid. And then she took down the back piece of paper and dropped it on the ground. So she's still just holding the same. Eh, all right. It was only 16 seconds. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, the, by the way, on all the places that we have this podcast, the the viewer slash listenership is going up. So we appreciate that. And don't be afraid to share this podcast if you like it, because I know people like it, but we're completely shadow banned on like Facebook and that kind of stuff. They don't show it to anybody. A guy reached out to me last night and said, hey, man, I've subscribed to your fan page on Facebook like five times now. And every time I go to look at a video, I'm not on it anymore. And uh, so... That pisses me off, but at the same time, it's kind of flattering that they, they think enough people like us or listen to us or give a shit. Maybe they do it to everyone. I don't know, but uh, we're definitely shadow banned on some level. I can, nice. I, I can kind of hear myself for some reason. Uh, well, I can only hear you once, <clears throat> if that helps. <laughs> yeah, when I talk, yeah, I can hear something. I don't know where, where that's coming from, but as long as the audience can't hear it. It sounds fine to me, but what the hell do I know? I also don't know how to fix it, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so this guy was in a drive-thru, and he had uh, a sticker on the back of his car that said Trump 2024, and then, uh, here, we'll just watch. You want to? 
Yeah. Tell me what just happened. The people in the back of um, the car, right behind you, said that you're a Trump supporter and just to let us know. So they warn you yes. that the car in front of them, which is me, yes. is a Trump supporter. Yes. And what do they think you were supposed to do with that information? I don't know. Treat you differently. Wow. But that's crazy. Wow, how that society is. is now. Do you see how Democrats are and liberals? Yeah. They're so mean. They're trying to get me bad service because of my political that's beliefs. Crazy. I know. That is truly shocking that the car behind me saw my Trump 2024 sticker on the window, alerted the Dunkin' Donuts team that I'm a Trump supporter, as if that would have some kind of impact. <laughs> Democrats and liberals are the most hateful people. Hey, God, God bless Trump. Trump's inevitable, man. He's coming back. Tr Trump's coming back. That's what you've been saying for seven years, my guy. For seven years. Seven years, my guy, you've been saying the same shit. Oh, I'm a xenophobe. I'm a Mexican immigrant. White liberal savior. <laughs> so as I left, I didn't get this on camera because I had to use my app to pay for my, my coffee. But as I left, the guy was screaming, wait until your family gets deported. See how racist these people are? He assumes that my family is illegal and that I'm not a citizen. <laughs> these Democrats are so hateful and bigoted. It's hilarious. It's so funny to me. God bless Trump. He is inevitable. Oh, can't wait for him to come back. Yeah, I don't... <clears throat> that, that second part of it where the guy pulls up behind him um, maybe I missed something, but that part almost seemed like orchestrated, you know, like you're going to come up behind me and you're going to say this kind of shit and I'm going to respond to it. Like, how would he know, you know, how would he know what, how would he know that that guy behind him was even going to say negative things about Trump? Well, yeah. cause the guy, the drive through girl told the guy what the guy behind him told her. Oh, the guy. Okay. I thought somebody in front of him said no, that. It was, it was okay. him, the guy behind him. When he pulled up to the speaker, she's like, hi, can I take your order? And he's like, just so you know, the car in front of me is a Trump supporter. Okay. okay. And she was like, all right. And then the Trump supporter pulled up to the window and the girl was like, hey, do you know? And then the dude, I assume, was like, hold on, let me start my video. Now tell me again what just happened. And that's where the video started. Okay. Okay. I missed that part of it, but yeah, I mean, there is definitely that element of society who feel the need. I'm not going to mention the comedian's name, but I just did a, a show at the comedy and magic club. And there was this comic that came in and another comic was telling me he wanted me to do this um, young Republicans of Southern California show or something. And I'm like, all right. And then, and then the guy comes in and he's like, well, what are you guys going to tell them that they're fucking nuts? You know? And I'm like, I wasn't even going to get into it with him because I know him well enough to know that he's like, he's older than me and, you know, probably been doing shows there forever. And I'm not trying to get into an argument with this guy in the green room about it, but they just feel so, they think they're so superior to anyone who like, I don't know if I mentioned this before, but there was another comic one time and she was talking about Trump supporters being, I don't know, all racist or something. And, 
I, I, I had to leave the room because it was annoying me so much. But she was like, that's how all Trump supporters are. And I'm like, no, they're not, you dumb bitch. That's his, and she, was, she happened to be a black woman. And I'm like, can you imagine if I said that's how all black women are? I mean, justifiably so, she would lose her mind over that comment. But I, I just have to, as someone, as a thinking person, just listen to that bullshit and be like, you know, I have to leave the room. But if she were to hear the same thing out of me, and I would be, it would be just as outlandish for me to say it, but they don't look at it that way. Yeah. yeah. It's like that with any demographic, though, <clears throat> any group that you can find. I mean, the LGB shit is a good example of that, where we're like, hey, uh, do whatever weird shit you want. Just uh, don't do it in front of any kids. And they're like, you're you hate all LGBT people. And I'm like, nope, I don't. I don't even hate most of the T's, just the ones that are trying to fucking indoctrinate children. So like you would think that even the LGBT people would be like, yeah, totally. You know, like, hey, come on, guys that are on our side, like quit fucking talking to kids about this shit. But instead, yeah. they just group them all together in one big group. And they're like, that, make us sound like we hate all of them. And I don't. I don't hate 99% of them. They do the same thing, though, with, uh, you know, every race, every religion, whatever else. Like Trump was saying, uh, we need to, to ban Muslims from coming into this country until we figure out what the hell's going on. And I felt like even that was a little that was farther than I would have gone with it, you know, because I would have been like, we need to do background checks on all these people. We need to make sure that we're not letting terrorists into our country. But he was just like, fucking none of them. Granted, that didn't end up happening the way that he said, you know, like they did do some bans from different countries, but they were the same countries that Obama had banned also. So it's not like a big, uh, you know, Trump thing. But anyway, black people is another good example where it's like, I'm scared of gangbangers and shit. If I'm walking down downtown somewhere and they're like, Oh, you're racist, man. You hate black people. And I'm like, no, I don't just the fucking scary ones <laughs> that are like gonna, that I'm afraid might hurt me. You know, I'm not right. afraid that a random black guy at the gas station is going to hurt me, you know? But if I'm walking down the street and I see 10 of them together and it's two o'clock in the morning and I'm in a bad part of town, that's when I'm like, fuck, I'm scared. But I, that doesn't mean that I'm racist against black people, you know? Of course not. I mean, there's place, there are places in, in L.A. that I am pretty sure if I tried to walk through, I would get murdered. And <laughs> that doesn't mean that I, I have a problem with all black people, but there's definitely some areas that I'm going to stay the hell out of, you know. And I mean, I'm, I'm almost positive that I would get murdered if I went through certain areas of Los Angeles or robbed at the very least and probably beaten the shit out of. Um, yeah, and that's true in pakistan and that's true in mexico like there's just places that you don't go because you don't belong in those areas and that alone i think is is not good for the country or the world or whatever like we should all be able to go everywhere and feel safe but that's uh that hopefully that'll come eventually but anyway i don't remember what the point of anything was that i was saying but oh yeah just like 
I can be mad at a thing that a person does. And that doesn't mean that I hate all people that are like that person. Right. Of course. Um, Seem, it sounds like common sense. That's Trump said that in a speech the other day. I wish that I had recorded that. I actually, I think I did, but I didn't save it. But he was saying like, I'm going to, uh, I forget what word he used, but I'm going to give parents their rights as, when it comes to their children uh, to let them make the choice because they're the parent and they should get to make the choice. And then he commented, like, can you believe that I even have to say that like 10 years ago? If I had said I'm going to let parents choose what's best for their children, then everybody would have been like, well, yeah. Of course, like who else is going to pick what's best for your children? But now in 2023, that's like a, a campaign slogan. Like I'm going to give rights to parents to let them raise their kids how they see fit. Yeah, okay. I'm going to go ahead. I was just going to say, yeah, I'm going to make it so your kids come to you first about whether they're going to get a sex change rather than just going to their teachers and being like, can I get this on the download? They're like, sure, we got you. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's but, it's absurd. You wouldn't think that that would even need to be said, like you said, but it does. Yeah, but it's like I've brought up before, like what rights do parents really have? And and the, then that compares the trans thing to the religious family not giving medicine to their kid thing. Like, at what point does an outside force get to step in and be like, dude, you're not parenting correctly? And everybody, yeah. I think most people agree that there is a, a place where that is necessary. Like there is a circumstance where someone from the outside does need to step in and be like, you're not doing this right. But most of the people on the left are making that argument for sex changes and that kind of shit, as opposed to where I think it should be, which is like, you know, are you are you molesting this kid? Are you beating this kid? Like in that case, we should probably take the kid away. But if the kid wants to switch genders and you're saying, no, you're a fucking kid, that should not be a reason to let somebody take the kid away. Yeah. I mean, again, common sense, but we're living in a non common sense world right now. Did you hear that George Soros is uh, handing over the reins to his son, who is only like. 35 which mean, which yeah. means that could be like another 60 years of a soros type you know trying to fuck up the whole world <laughs> it's yeah. not good i mean unless he turns out to be a closet like conservative or something which i highly doubt he is right. um, that would be awesome though if he came out and was like man i'm glad that my dad died like that guy was crazy yeah, and, and the guy Soros is worth $25 billion. If I was 35 years old and I inherited $25 billion, uh, politics would be the last thing on my mind. I would have the fattest yacht you've ever seen, and I would just sail the world and have a lot of fun, and I wouldn't, politics would not be on my radar. But uh -uh. that reminds me of Conrad Courtney's joke where he's like the lucky town police would end up getting a phone call from a distressed hooker being <laughs> like he was doing blow off my titties all night and now he won't wake up like you got to <laughs> hurry up and get over here. He promised me a ride in his helicopter today. <laughs> he was funny, man. Does he still do comedy? Uh, he featured for me at the comedy club of Kansas City like 
two years ago or something. And that was the first time that he had done it in years. And I don't know that he's done anything since then, but yeah, he was funny. He was funny and just an interesting dude. Um, yeah. yeah. I remember writing, I think I've said this before. What do I ever say that's original? It doesn't matter, but we were riding in his car and it was like snowy outside and there were five or six of us in the car. I think, I don't remember where we were going, but somebody was like, Hey Conrad, be careful, man. And Conrad was like, just look at the statistics of it. Like what are the odds that we're going to get in an accident? And everybody's like, shut the fuck up, Conrad, like quit jinxing us. And he's like, no, like statistically the odds are very, very low. It doesn't matter. And he like turned around like dumb and dumber style to talk to us. Like, even if I do this, like the odds are still very low that an accident is going to occur. And we're just like, Conrad, fucking drive, dude. Anyway, good time. I thought you, I thought you were going to tell me they, that he swerved off the road at that point. <laughs> no, that would have been funny, but that did not happen. Yeah, and Conrad would be a good guy to have around if, like, if we do end up in, like, apocalyptic times, you know. Um, he's, like, good at fixing things and all the yes. shit that all the shit that I'm not good at. Like, I worry about my family, dude, especially these days. Like, I, I'm afraid that, like, fast forward two years and I'm like, I knew we should have gotten out of here, you know, as, like, the Chinese are... <laughs> on every street corner like you can't leave you know and we're like well i need some food and like you got that rice we gave you a month ago you'll be all right and you're like and, it's all moldy and rotten and they're like you'll eat it and you'll like it yeah um so i feel like i should take my family and, and sell everything we have and buy a winnebago or uh, i don't I mean, know you man should, I, you should definitely move out of california in my opinion i don't think it's going to get any better there before it gets worse um but i also can't predict the future but i would think that especially for your kid and whatnot like everybody would be safer in missouri or kansas or oklahoma or something like that you know well, I don't really want to go live at my dad's place, but he does have like several acres of land and a vantage point where you could see people coming from a long way away. Um, if he if he has a bunker, don't say that he has a bunker because you don't want people going there and trying to take his bunker. No, he doesn't have a bunker, but he would be a good guy to have around during, you know, Hunger Games type shit. And yeah. my little my little brother, God rest his soul, he would have been a great guy to have around for that too. And he's fucking gone now, and it's really it, it depresses me for a lot of reasons. But selfishly, I'm like, damn it, Ace, why aren't you here for this shit? Yeah, <laughs> you know, he could fix everything. And sometimes I want to buy like one of those 1980. You know, they say like if there was a nuclear war, anything after like I think it's 85 or 86, like the the they started putting computers in the engines or whatever. Right. So the, no car would be worth a shit unless it's like before 1985. Sometimes I want to buy like some old Winnebago and just have it stocked up and, you know, full of gasoline and whatever else we need. And we do have a ton of food. That's about all we've got. But yeah. Um, yeah. No, yeah. there's a, there's a book called, uh, one second after, and it's about all of the power going out in all of the United States. And, uh, <clears throat> turns out the Chinese set off a nuke, like in our, in the atmosphere, like a few miles above the U S or several nukes or whatever, but 
just simultaneously all across the United States, all of the power goes out and it's just the story of, of a little town in West Virginia and what happens to them. And then eventually you hear about what happened in all the other places. And, uh, yeah, it's fucked up. It's a, it was a really good book though. And, the people who live in the cities and whatnot were a lot of the ones who died first because they, you know, you can't hunt in the city once, once all the food goes, goes bad or once the gangs take over or whatever, like you're not doing very well in the city, but the book focuses on a West Virginia town. So they're like sort of in the foresty mountainous West Virginia area. So they have like all sorts of food possibilities and stuff. And, yeah, it's good. But uh, the reason I thought of it was because they have like and it was wasn't 1985. It was like anything after like 1950 or something like that. Anything that had like a battery in it. And they had somebody had like an old crank car or something. And that was like the only car that would work for a while until they figured out how to get everything running again. But yeah, well, like I said, I don't listen to Alex Jones every day, but I do listen sometimes, and sometimes he scares the shit out of you, man. He's just like, you know, if you're in a city, you better get the fuck out of it and all this stuff. And he reminds yeah. me, he reminds me of Craig Glazer sometimes, the way he sounds. Me um, too. I I catch that also. He was the that uh, eh, doesn't matter. All right. Uh, well, let's listen to this guy talk about the CIA for a minute. This is a. Uh, this video, I would guess, I don't know exactly, but I'm going to guess in the 80s or maybe early 90s. Uh, but this is a dude doing an interview with, uh, I think, like a former CIA guy or something. But it's interesting. A good many of us do not have a clear picture of what the CIA does. I think many of us believe it is an intelligence gathering agency that it gets information that information becomes intelligence, and then it passes it on to key areas in the government. Is that an accurate uh, impression? No, it isn't. The CIA is not an intelligence agency. It's a covert action agency, covert action being uh, overthrowing or supporting foreign governments. Another part of covert action is disinformation. And the uh, American people, in my estimation, are the primary target audience of the agency's disinformation operation. Well, that had to be done, of course, through the press. How does the CIA develop its relationship with the press? Well, it happens on many levels in many different ways. It could be a, a uh, director of agency uh, contact with a publisher, or it could be uh, a lower-level agency employee with a, a lower-level person or uh, managing editor, say. or it could be hiring um, agent people, agency people, and placing them in the news uh, organization. Or it could be uh, giving information to a reporter and winning his goodwill. It, it could be just a, a friendship sort of basis. It sort of covers the skein of relationships that you can have, you know, in any, any social situation. Um, this this uh, relationship demands participation on the part of the press, though, does it not? Oh, of course. Well, how does it participate? It can participate in many ways. It can uh, publish articles that the agency wants published. Knowingly publish it because the CIA, CIA wants it done or oh, unknowingly? Yes. Uh, well, both. Uh, unknowingly, most of the time, I would guess. And uh, sometimes the information is passed to a reporter as 
valid information, a good scoop, if you will, when it's just a planted uh, propaganda. So it, uh, the agency uses the, the press in, in, in numerous ways to, to achieve its, what I call, illusion-building uh, properties. And that was at least 20 or so years ago. And I predict, I believe, that that kind of shit is still going on today. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, you know, that's a big part of what they do is is uh, lie to the people through the through the press. And I imagine that's been going on for a long time. And and probably even going back to back when we thought news was legit. It was probably all bullshit, you know, on some mm -hmm. level. Yeah. So let's get into this Trump versus Biden thing. Trump got arraigned today. <laughs> he pled not guilty, uh, which... I think is a cool thing. He he could have, uh, you know, taken some plea deal or something, I guess. But no, he just straight up was like, not guilty. Like, all of this is bullshit. It's funny because even my grandma, my 92-year-old grandma was like, boy, they just, they just can't stand him, can they? They just have to keep going after that guy. And I'm like, yeah, I know. And I explained to her what was going on, how how it's they're trying to get him on espionage charges. They're saying that he has classified documents that he's not supposed to have. But he's the top guy when it comes to what's classified and what's not. That's his whole defense is like, I can have any of this shit. Yeah, and and he can. Right. I mean, as the former president, he can have all that shit. The only they can get anything sorry you're cutting uh, out i don't know why i don't there's a, a little internet bar here so can you hear me yeah you're back now but it was yeah i don't know what's going on i hope it all works but anyway so trump pled not guilty at the same time all this biden shit is going on and the FBI had this a memo called the 1023, an FD 1023, I believe. And uh, the FBI, first they denied that it even existed. Then they finally acknowledged that it existed. And then they showed it to some people in the House of Representatives. And now today they had some FBI guys in front of the Senate Judiciary Committee so I'm not going to play the long one yet. I'm going to play this shorter one. This is, uh, I wrote down Matt Holly, but it's not. It's Josh Holly, I believe, um, talking to this FBI guy. And it's, uh, it's good. Here. Started to answer Senator Blackburn's question that not releasing the 1023 or talking about it as a matter of life and death. Question of life and death, you said. Explain. It is potentially a question of life and death for with, whom? with regard to the source of the information. So, okay, so now we've confirmed that the document exists. That's progress because the FBI director initially denied that it exists. Why did he do that? We, we have already and previously acknowledged the existence of the documents. Yeah, after you first denied it. Now, when a member of this committee read it, Right, the FBI director, let's just get the record straight. The FBI director initially said, it doesn't exist. Then Senator Grassley said, I've read it. Then he said, oh, okay, well, gotcha. I guess it does exist. 
Now you're going back and forth with members of this committee, what's in it. Why don't you just release it? Is it classified? The document is not classified. Okay. Will you commit to releasing it? Senator, we'll take that back and we will work with you and this committee. Uh, How about just a yes or no? Will you commit to releasing this unclassified document that alleges that the President of the United States, the President of the United States, has taken $5 million or more in bribes from a foreign nation? The document has already been released pursuant to a subpoena to the House Oversight Committee. Has it been it released will, to this committee? We will work with this committee within the parameters that are established to meet Will you request. release the document to the public? It's unclassified. Don't you think the American people have a right to see it? Uh, Senator, the document, as you know, contains sensitive information that has bearing on the life of the source of the information, potentially. You can redact the source's name. We do this all the time. In some instances, Senator, and I know you know this, that is not sufficient to protect people. And that's what we strive and work to do each and every day. And I hope you would take that seriously, too. Oh, I take it very seriously. But I also take seriously the fact that your institution has repeatedly abused its authority. I cut it there. So I can see both sides of this. One part is like, yeah, the FBI guy's full of shit. Like they should just release this thing. But at the same time, this guy says that he was told by who was the guy? I want to say the former president of Ukraine that that he has recordings, 17 recordings, which I always like when they use the number 17 because the 17th letter of the alphabet is Q and it always makes me think that they're doing like a little wink and a nod of like, like it, it's funny because Trump does it all the time. Anytime Trump's throwing out a random number, he always says 17. So anyway, that's neither here nor there. But this guy, according to this 1023, this whistleblower, uh, undercover agent guy, confidential human source that they have, the president of Ukraine has 15 recordings of him talking to Hunter Biden and two recordings of him talking to Joe Biden that shows that they took these bribes or whatever. Right. And so I can, I can see how if this president only told that to one person, then releasing this document where the person is saying what was told to him is going to tell the president guy who this person is. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Whether, whether his name's in there or not. But I think just the news that we know now is the public is enough for that president to know who the fuck this guy is. So I, I don't think that they're keeping him from any danger that he's not already in, but I don't know. Yeah, you wonder why that guy would even uh, would even release any of that stuff. Like why the guy who claims that he knows these things would tell anybody? Yeah. Because he is, uh, he's, according to him, doing the right thing. Like he, while all this was going on, he's like, fuck, like we should not be doing this like this. Like uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene said the other day that this guy was... Uh, around when uh, Burisma hired Hunter Biden and, and it was Hunter Biden or somebody, one of the Biden's ideas for Burisma to like buy an American 
gas company also and like partner up with them to make Burisma, which is the Ukrainian gas company, look more legit. And this guy was like, you guys are under investigation right now. Like you shouldn't be buying companies. You should be getting yourself out of this trouble. So this guy was apparently around all the time being like, what are you guys doing? So fine. And and nobody knows how old this 1023 is. It could be five or six years old. You know, it could have been made when Biden was still vice president. Uh, I don't know. And nobody else does either, except for the few people who have seen it. But even I don't even know those people that have seen it have said that it's it's still slightly redacted, like uh, certain names and and whatnot have been redacted on it still. So maybe some dates are redacted, too. Maybe they don't know when it was made either. In the day that all this stuff came out about Biden was also the day they indicted Trump, correct? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So since we're on this Senate thing, this is a longer one, but I like all of it. This is Ted Cruz. Are you ready? Yeah. Last month, a whistleblower brought to light the existence in the FBI of a report, an FD 1023, in which the informant alleges that President Biden and his family members engaged in a $5 million bribery scheme during his time as vice president. Deputy Director Abadi, is it true that the FBI has a report making those allegations? I'm not going to comment on that, Senator. And why is that? I'm just not going to comment on uh, information we've received, investigations. Do you owe an obligation to the American people to be candid about evidence of corruption by the President of the United States? This is uh, an area that I'm not going to get into with you, Senator. Well, I understand you don't want to, and that's why people are mad at the FBI, because you're stonewalling and covering up serious allegations of evidence of corruption from the president. Yesterday, Senator Chuck Grassley stood on the Senate floor and alleged that there are 17 recordings of this informant from Burisma, Ukrainian natural gas company, 15 of voice recordings of talking to Hunter Biden, two voice recordings talking to Joe Biden, Deputy Director Abate. Does the FBI have 17 voice recordings laying out evidence of a bribery scheme? Senator, I'd add all, I would add also that uh, we've worked with the House Oversight Committee. Yeah, this is the Senate. We're the other side of the Capitol. This is the Senate. Do you have those 17 recordings? I'm not going to comment on any investigative matters, Senator. See, that's the problem. The FBI, and I've had this conversation with Chris Ray too, this is why you are damaging the institution. The American people have a right to know whether there is serious, credible evidence that the President of the United States took a $5 million bribe. And by the way, if it's false, Chairman Durbin just rolled his eyes. If Chairman Durbin were interested in the rule of law, we would have a hearing on these allegations. But of course, the Democrats don't want a hearing on these allegations. And to be clear, if the allegations are false, you know who could disprove them? Joe Biden. He could call for this to be released publicly. But the FBI is stonewalling. Would two, you agree? Two things, Senator. No sure. one's stonewalling. The 1023 you just said you refused was provided to answer the question. in response to a subpoena. Okay, the then House why'd you Oversight refuse to Committee. answer my the, question? The pertinent information is there, and I reject your assertion that the why FBI is Why did you refuse to answer my question? 
I just answered your question. Okay. So, yes, you have a 1023. Do you have the 17 recordings? Yes or no? I'm not going to get further into that. So you're stonewalling. You can't say I'm not refusing to answer your question, but I won't answer your question. I'm going to answer within the parameters that we operate in. That's the problem. The FBI has right now an unlimited hubris that you believe you are unaccountable. You don't believe you're accountable to the United States Congress, and you don't believe you're accountable to the American people. And you are doing damage. The FBI is a great institution. When I go home to Texas, people ask me, should we abolish the FBI? Now, I tell them no, because you have heroes and patriots working for you that are catching child predators, that are catching terrorists. But you're sitting there happily erecting a wall to protect Joe Biden. Will you provide to this committee, not the House, the Senate Judiciary Committee, will you provide the FD 1023 and will you provide the 17 recordings so we can assess what is the evidence, the specific credible evidence that Joe Biden personally took a $5 million bribe from a foreign national? Senator, we will work with this committee, you and other members, to provide uh, the information within the parameters of the process. Will you provide the FD 1023, yes or no? I will take that back and we will work with our So you're not answering that. Will you provide the 17 recordings? We will take that back and we'll work with you. So you're not answering that either. Did you investigate in any way, shape, or form these allegations? Senator, once again, I'm not going to comment. So you're not going to say whether you did your job? We do our job to the very best of our ability. Well, not here. You're not answering a single question to the American people. And you may think this is esoteric. I promise you, millions of Americans are concerned. You know who isn't concerned? Not a single Senate Democrat. We're going to go through this whole hearing. Not one Democrat will ask a question about this. You know who else isn't concerned? The corporate media who is joining with the Democrats in covering up this evidence. If Joe Biden is innocent... The evidence should be made public and demonstrate that he's innocent. But if he is not, is it true this informant who alleged that he personally took a bribe was an informant the FBI had relied upon previously in other investigations? Yes or no? In each and every uh, investigation that we have, all the work that we do, I asked the you expectation yes or no is that every I logical avenue, avenue investigation be pursued to I asked you a yes or fullest. no question. Are you going to answer it? Yeah, I'm, I'm answering your question. Was the informant one you had relied on previously in other investigations, yes or no? Senator, we run down every piece of information. Every you're not answering it then. You're refusing to answer it. So you're refusing to answer the question. To the fullest extent possible. You're refusing to answer the question. Senator, that's in all instances. Senator, your time it's disgraceful. It's disgraceful, Deputy De- Director Abate. Disgraceful. Dude. Yeah. Uh, I was getting so pissed off watching that, you know, like and he made such a great point. Like if if this isn't true, why doesn't Biden just go, yeah, fucking have a hearing about it or whatever. But he's not. And that guy was completely stonewalling him and not answering any questions. They're just professional fucking liars, dude. And anybody listening to that, you have to be the most ardent Trump hater on planet earth to not see the validity of the things that he was saying to that guy. And he's like, this doesn't have to be difficult. Just, you know, what's right is right. And what's wrong is wrong. And what they did is fucking wrong. And God, that was so frustrating to watch. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, good for Cruz. He was just like a pit bull about the shit. He just like, 
Uh, but fuck. Yeah. Um, this one's much shorter and it's kind of irritating because the dude just talks over the guy the entire time, but he makes some valid points. So let's listen to Byron Donald on what they've seen. Um, I think these are very different. Oh, no, 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 not feel. No, 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 no. It's not, it's not feel. Understand this. It is not feel. That is a fact. Hillary Clinton's documents were subpoenaed by the oversight committee. She destroyed them. Joe Biden took, took, uh, took classified material as a United States senator. I'm a United States congressman. I am not allowed to remove classified documents. He took them as a United States senator. They were all over the place. That is a violation, actually, of the Espionage Act. And so there's been no talk, no dissemination, no investigation of any of those so things. So here's Yet what I don't Jack understand, Smith though. At warp speed. And I don't mean to, I don't Donald mean to interrupt Trump, you. So I, I just want to think those are the facts. I, yeah. The dude just wouldn't. And I know that dude had somebody in his ear the whole time being like, shut him up, talk over him. Fucking don't let him say this stuff. But, but yeah, this is, we're getting, uh, potentially we're getting into the exciting part of this whole fucking decade long bullshit that we all have to live through. Uh, because now people are starting to make those connections of like, you know, you're trying to send Trump to prison for classified document shit. Biden has classified documents. Hillary destroyed classified documents. Like, why didn't we go after any of those people? Why did uh, the head of the FBI at the time, James Comey, straight up say like no reasonable prosecutor would try to go after this case? regards to hillary clinton like why would he say it like that you know like yeah it was illegal but nobody's gonna go after anybody for this and the the trump thing is is less important i guess than the hillary thing or the biden thing because neither of them were president neither of them had the rights that trump actually has when it comes to declassifying documents and not only did Hillary, it's not like she just deleted some emails. She smashed her shit up with a hammer. She well, had it. She didn't specifically, but her aides did. Yes, and uh, and they also used a, a program on the computer called Bleachbit, which is uh, it basically like if you go on your computer and you delete a file. If I'm a smart computer guy, I can still find that file on your computer. It still exists, you know. But they wanted to make it so even that guy couldn't find the shit that they deleted. So they used a program called Bleachbit and deleted uh, approximately 30,000 emails. And I don't know that, according to the Q shit, like the NSA had all those emails anyway. So it, it, it she still didn't get away with anything. But who knows? Who knows if that's true or not? Yeah. Plus, I believe if memory serves, there was a a fire in like her part of the her where her office was in her house or something like the week she was supposed to testify or something that burned up a bunch of uh, evidence as well that she was supposed to produce. So a fire just broke out. I mean, it's all so fucking corrupt and gross and deep. And man, I just pray that they're that there's some justice over this stuff. And, and, you know, that's also something that the guy that from X-22 was talking about was that Trump is setting a precedent. Like, maybe, I don't know if this is the arrest to shock the world or whatever, 
but maybe Trump is allowing them to arrest him to set the precedent that you can go after an ex-president, meaning like Obama. Um, you know, I don't know. Do you have any thoughts on that? Um, yes, I do. Uh, if you can look at it as Trump is letting these people go after him, or you can look at it as it was set up way ahead of time. Like, all right, we're going to show this little piece of evidence. Uh, we're going to show that Biden did a quid pro quo with Ukraine. And then you guys are going to get Trump on a quid pro quo with Ukraine and just watch. Nobody's going to fucking say anything. And nobody did. Nobody even thought about it. Like it's, it's weird now because when the Russian collusion stuff came out, I was like, fuck, like, like I was, I was on board this Trump stuff and that sucks that he was colluding with Russia. Like I, I was on board with that. I agreed at first, you know, like I, cause I didn't know it, that it was all bullshit until I started reading that it was all bullshit. And then I started thinking differently about it. But when it first happened, I was like, damn it. Like they got him. Like I, if he only hadn't done that, then he would have been a good president. And then the Ukraine stuff started coming out. And I was like, well, damn it. Like, what did he do? Did he withhold shit from them, like, in exchange for something? Because, like, you're not supposed to do that, you know? And even then, I was scared. But now, looking back, it's like, I shouldn't have been scared of Russian collusion. And I shouldn't have been scared of the Ukraine thing. Like, it's it seems like it's all, looking back at it now, it seems like it's all part of a a show that they're all putting on. Yeah, man, I, I sure hope so, dude, because like I said a thousand times on this podcast, if it's not, we are all screwed. <laughs> I so, mean, screwed. We're still talking about Biden here, I want to let Joe Rogan talk about him for just a second. I edited this down. It was like three minutes long. I made it a little shorter. He doesn't know this is happening to him. Yeah, but he kind of does, and he's kind of a cunt. Well, that could be true, but he doesn't know... He's always been a cunt, though. If you go back and listen to that guy lying about his 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 uh, education record and lying about his accomplishments, and like he's always been a problem. Yeah, politician, poli that whole yeah. it's a fucking. And, but, and also the all the fucking stuff with his son and the, the the ties to Ukraine and China and the money, the family they got they got paid millions of dollars, and everyone's trying to obscure it because well, better than Trump, better than Trump. If that guy was a Republican, they would be up his ass oh. with a microscope. I know it is unbelievable. But he represents the, the what they thought was a, like a sane alternative to what President Trump was. Yeah, they thought this is insane. Donald Trump is the president. Fuck that. Anything's better than him. And so they went with this corrupt career politician. Yeah, I mean it's wild stuff, man. They even got the FBI involved in telling Twitter to censor oh, the information about the laptop. It's crazy. But how do I mean, I think the problem is that first of all, the media is overwhelmingly left leaning, and if you have a left leaning politician or a left wing Democratic politician, and then you have this media that yeah. essentially works to support that person. I mean, they, they ignore any information that leads to distrust in the government or distrust in this administration or distrust mm -hmm. in this, this party, this political party. Yeah. God, God bless him for, you know, I mean, I, I, I never watched him a lot, but I don't have time for it. But he, uh, he certainly seems to have changed his tune about a lot of things. The more things that come out, at least he has the guts to admit it. Um, 
and be pretty truth based about it. I remember him being pretty anti Trump in one particular thing I saw him talking about. Um, yeah. And and he's now still he's anti Trump. Like that's why I'm surprised with. I don't mean to. He's not a genius or anything, but he's a smart dude, you know, and he figures things out and and he listens to people. And I'm still surprised that he looks at it as a lot of people still look at it, I guess, as like America was tired of Trump. And that's why Biden's in there, as opposed to being like, man, a lot of people love Trump and nobody really gave a fuck about Biden. Like, how did Biden actually get in there? I, and I'm surprised that either Rogan's not thinking that on his own or he's being told by people like, uh, you know, Spotify came and whispered in his ear and was like, hey, don't say anything about the election being stolen or any of that stuff. Yeah, which I mean, good Lord, dude. I mean, there is absolutely no way that Joe Biden got 81 million legitimate votes. I would I would bet everything but the life of my son on that that being bullshit i mean there's just no fucking way man and people didn't have that much of a problem with trump i mean what did they have a problem with you've seen this meme a thousand times but what did you have a problem with energy independence and the economy kicking ass and you know i've seen more and more uh, minorities getting on board with trump too which is something you never see in the corrupt lying fucking media but there's there's a lot of minorities, especially black people and Hispanics, that are all about fucking Trump, dude. I I know a guy that works for my step my father in law who was so Democratic leaning and hated everything Republican, and now he's just he's like this is the most corrupt, fucked up shit I've ever seen in my life. And I think a lot of people are are finally waking up to that. You know, it's becoming where it's becoming okay to openly kind of support trump which i never thought that would happen but even around other comedians certain comedians i mean some of them are so uh, brainwashed they'll never you know and they don't think much into it either i don't think i don't think your average comedian thinks much about this stuff um but anyway it's it's all it's very it's it's so frustrating when you come across people that still believe that like that what you just said that like people were so tired of trump like what are you fucking talking about yeah <laughs> um yeah and and you know robert f kennedy they won't let him debate they're not gonna i mean what else do you need to know they're not even gonna let them debate how can that even be a thing did i say this last week how is that how is that a, a democratic process? Maybe I was saying this to my wife, but isn't that the whole point of having um, the illusion of choice or the, you know, what we're told is choice? Um, yeah. Well, and you can look at it as the Biden team not letting anybody run against Biden, or you can look at it as Trump and the military being like, no, Biden is, is the guy. He's still the guy. He's still going to be the guy until we, show everybody all the shit that he did. We're not letting him get out of the public eye just yet. I sure hope that's the case, man. I, I sure hope that's the case. I hope there's military tribunals and we can all just sit in front of our TV for like a month being like, holy shit. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, that would be yeah. really exciting. I would like to 
talk to somebody who doesn't know politics or anything and have them be like, wow, man, did you hear about all the shit that's going on? And I just get to be like, yeah, yeah, I heard about it fucking seven years ago. So I'm yeah. glad that you're finally asking some questions. Yeah, um, I wanted to talk about Saul Alinsky, but we don't have time and it'll keep because it's, uh, you know, it's been going, it, it, you know, he was Obama and Hillary Clinton's mentor and he's the, um, we, we need to talk more, more than we, uh, about it more than we have time for, I think. All right. So, so we'll do that next week. Yeah, we will. It'll, that'll definitely keep, um, what else would you like to talk about to close this out? Uh, we've got another video or two, but they, they're not that important. It's, uh, Jesse Waters talking about targets, uh, gay pride shit. And then, uh, that the girl talking about that bill that they're trying to pass in California about parents' rights and whatnot. We can save both of those for next week. We're at an hour right now. If you want to just wrap it up, I know you got shit to do. Yeah, my, my wife just sent me a text saying they're going to be home in five to ten minutes. So maybe we'll just wrap it up now. And, and I think those two videos will probably keep, too, because that stuff's not going anywhere. The whole um, trans agenda and that that bill you were talking about, it is pretty interesting. But like I said, I think it'll keep along with the Saul Alinsky stuff. Because it's yeah. super interesting, the stuff you learn about Saul Alinsky and his plan to, um, or not necessarily his plan, but his... Uh, outline for how to uh topple a country so to speak and then you start looking at all the things that have happened and then you learn that obama and clinton were his they were his he was their mentor um and it, it's just all very interesting and my father-in-law has been talking we have dinner almost every sunday and he's been talking about saul alinsky for as long as i can remember and i keep meaning to bring him up but it's very interesting, and uh, Obama is not what so many people believe him to be. At least, I don't think he is. I think he's a silver-tongued devil, and, uh, you know, it even says something, one of the quotes about, like, uh, a real radical doesn't, you know, let their hair grow and, and look all crazy. They cut their hair, and they look presentable, and they, um, I'm totally butchering the quote, Um We'll, we'll get specific about it okay. next week. But yeah, he wrote a book called Rules for Radicals. And uh, he's basically the guy, the like, we'll talk about it next week. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because if we start talking about it, it's going to be another half an hour. Um, yep. All right. Well, uh, good episode. Thanks for watching, everybody. Share, click on shit, fucking leave a comment, whatever. Send us $1,000. Thanks for watching. Yeah, I'll be at the comedy or JP's Comedy Club in Gilbert, Arizona this weekend, the 16th and 17th, four shows. It's a great club. Uh, so come come see me there if you're in the Arizona Phoenix area. It's about an hour away from Phoenix and uh, it's a lot of fun. So come check me out there. Yeah, and I'll be in uh, at Barleycorns in Wichita on the 23rd and at the Vaudeville something or other in El Dorado, Kansas on the 24th. Uh, nice. But I'll tell you that again next week because that's not this weekend. I don't have shit this weekend, and I'm going to waste some more time playing Zelda. All right. Well, good luck with that, buddy. Um, it's a good podcast. I'll talk to you soon.